Welcome everybody to the Business Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I am joined by two awesome ladies to my left and to below uh, this window as well. Sam, how are you feeling right now? I'm doing so well, Joe. I feel like we're kind of like on the Brady Bunch. You know yeah. when we're kind of like, you know, at the start of the Brady Bunch where we're looking up and down? We could do this. And you know, like... No, 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 I don't like that. Our ears touching on the screen. It's super creepy. I know. So. Social distancing is a thing that we should be yeah, absolutely. Uh, honoring. Too close. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do, let's do virtual social distancing. I feel much more calm that way. Mm. <laughs> but great to be back here with you both. It is. Exactly. And, I, and I forgot to say your, your, your website, SamanthaRiley.global. You should all go check that out. Thank you very much. Uh, down, down south, is, are you guys, uh, is it like apocalypse now yet? or, or still Yeah, just we like... are. We are all, you have to stay inside and they even, uh, so we get an $11,000 fine if we go out for the wrong reasons. And I heard yesterday. $11,000 fine? Yes, they're taking it very seriously. But our figures are showing that people are taking it seriously. You know, we haven't got crazy, crazy numbers. And yeah, I even heard yesterday they've got like police pulling you over and asking where you're going. So they're taking it very seriously. So I am not leaving the house. Wow. Wow. That's that is serious. I mean, I, I just saw India is like jailing people in their gymnasiums. Like they built Do makeshift you, jails for people that don't respect that. Have you seen the video where the the uh, Indian police are actually like banging, Spraying. like bashing people with clubs ah. if they're in the street? And we even saw wow. one where there was a guy going down the road on the scooter and he was getting hit as he went past. That is not happening in Australia. I'm glad it's not happening where you're at. But even if it was, you're staying inside. So you saw I am. It's all absolutely. Good on your absolutely. And great to be here with you guys. <laughs> great to be, have you here. All right. And to my left, Jennifer Crawford from Sparent.co. How are you doing tonight? I am doing okay. I actually feel better than last week because I think the shock of everything has sort of, you know, I'm adapting to the new normal, uh, be that as it may. We got, we finally got our sort of shelter in place orders in Virginia and they made them good until June 10th. So, uh, yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time, but mm. but we're fine. We're we're good. Oh, actually, I should say, um, Thor, my husband, his company imploded on Friday and he lost his job. I'm. Oh no! I know. I I know. It sounds horrible, but he's he he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He got like within five minutes of like the news coming out on the whatever the news sources because they didn't get their venture capital from SoftBank that they were banking on literally things sort of went south from there so within five minutes he had like calls from people so i think he'll he'll be fine he'll be fine he got a severance oh that's good yeah it's it's okay it's it's a it's not a horrible thing he's he's feeling very good about it no more so, trips yeah. to london which stinks i mean that yeah he doesn't get cool. to go to london on on a employer's dime but that's that's okay he's you know he's got you know he's working on his own like software thing too so it's actually given him some space to to get that closer to a reality so mm. yeah so that's mm. that's all the excitement oh and our our hedgehog died this week yes i've had a, a pet hedgehog since 2013 and in hedgehog years he was very ancient and he um he he passed away very what, what, peacefully 
Wait, Aww. so like when I stayed at your house, where was the hedgehog? Was it in oh, the living room? He, yeah, he lived in my um office. Wait, I like have, where you know, where I slept? The, no, no, that no. office? Oh, that's no, Thor's no. office. That's or, Thor's office. No. Uh, okay. He yeah, I was gonna the, say that the, that room doesn't look like where I slept. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no. He's 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 got you can't see it, but he's got a little condo, like a two a custom condo. He oh did. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's quite a quite a thing. It's got his name on it, it's two levels, it's looks like a little cabin. It's very cute. Wow. Just like he was, but he's he's resting, you know, peacefully. In our backyard, he's gone to to Hedgehog Heaven. Oh, R.I.P. So, Hedgehog. At least you gave him a good life, right? Know, it sounds like, like we had a really rough week. We lost one of our family members. We lost a job. I don't know what else I can lose because things come in threes, so I'm a little worried about it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a my, good point. That's my update, but I'm still smiling. Still smiling. Still gotta feeling, keep, gotta feeling keep, positive. Got to keep good positive. Work. Yeah. Good work. And how about you, Joe? How are you doing? I'm recovering from from this weekend and the craziness of running a two day virtual event that was like 19 hours long. <laughs> it was phenomenal. We had a consistent like 40 to 60 viewers viewership concurrently. So uh, and we had tons of people in the chat. I mean, there was thousands of comments by the time we were done uh, in the wow. two days. Like, and we were we were doing this, like right, putting up like Mary Sue's poor hedgehog comment <laughs> what, during the talk. So people were like, you know, interactive with it. And um, I got some of those sweet, sweet compliments that you were getting about your event, Sam, which uh, was like, hey, this was as great as a, if not better than a, than a real conference because I didn't even have mm. to wear pants and I showed up and, had a, <laughs> and got to inter, inter, you know, interact with people in a different kind of way. And mm. um. So yeah, it was for a 10-day sprint to creation. It was awesome. Brent Basham says lots of great speakers. Brent Brent Allen, LOL. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, and as you can see, my lighting situation has changed here in in my garage. I've I've like done moved my lighting back, and I've you know I've been really trying to um, focus on creating a better workspace away from my upstairs uh, office. So nice. that's been yeah. taking up a lot of time. Looks too. good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to do something with these wires behind me here, but um, but we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. But the, yeah, the lighting, like you can see, like the lighting is way out in front of me now instead of like being like right there. Nice. Very I was good. thinking it might be Very your good. car's headlights, but I guess oh, you don't yeah, have my to car, worry I... about your car battery. <laughs> yeah. The real lights, the real professional lights. Yes. Big softbox lights. <laughs> uh, like I got to pull my car in before the end of the night. It's got paint on it. I, I guess I ran over a paint can or something and like all up the side of my that? car is like paint. Like it exploded in the wheel well. Oh, yeah, it's not great. Well, Joe, I'm so glad your, you know, conference, your online virtual conference went so well because it really served as an inspiration for today's topic. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm helping. I'm doing, I'm doing the thing. Actually, you and Samantha, because Samantha had an in-person event that uh, for those of you who listened to previous episodes, you may have heard her mention that she had to quickly pivot an in-person event to a virtual event and it was extremely successful. And she was Mm -hmm. so happy with how it turned out. She learned so much from it. And this week, Mary Sue, who's joining us in the chat, she and I co-hosted something, an online event for about 20 people, something we called a pivot party. And it was a group of small business owners that joined us for 
some uh, guided brainstorming about their business. And it turned out really great. We had slides. We used the breakout room feature in Zoom, mm -hmm. which I, um, you inspired me to, to do that. Samantha gave me the confidence to do that and try that. It worked out amazingly well. So I think we kind of, between the three of us, we represented three different styles of virtual events. Mm. And I thought it was a great subject um, because we're seeing more and more people turning to virtual events. And I think not just because we're in a pandemic, but I think this is something, a skill set and a marketing tool that we can use moving forward, even way beyond the pandemic once it gets mm -hmm. behind us. And boy, we can't wait for that. Yeah. It yes. couldn't come soon enough, really. Could it? Yeah. And I wish there was a fast forward button, folks. We but need absolutely. Click, click remote here. Yeah. Because I think that as much as I loved the virtual event and we had some people that loved it, you know, even more, being an extrovert, I just cannot wait to get back in a room and hug people again. I'm an introvert and I can't wait for that. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I don't think, you know, these virtual events are necessarily um, a replacement for in-person events, mm -hmm. I, but I think they make a tremendous compliment. I agree. And a, a, a really great alternative. And for those people that are already producing uh, in-person events, this is, um, these virtual events can be, um, supplement to that con supplemental to that comment uh, that content they can also be used as sort of teaser events to the bigger event there's a lot of ways to utilize them as a as a marketing tool for your business or other bigger events absolutely I would totally agree we'll we'll be doing so like after doing the the, the event this weekend which said I wanted to set a goal right my goal was to grow my Facebook group the independent podcasters group so what I did was I just hosted it in the Facebook live into the group and we went from 700 uh members to we're, we're like almost at 1200 now uh mm. in like less than a, a week and a half we've exploded the amount of membership we went from having like one to three people a day asking to join to like one to five an hour for a little while there so like i set that goal and i set a goal of like okay Got to have a bunch of speakers. I want to, you know, create something that that is really going to be helpful for people and inspire people to like start a podcast. And I want to make a few bucks at the same time, right? So I wanted to get some sponsors in, and we, I, I accomplished all of those goals. Like, so grew the group, made some money, inspired a lot of people. Like, it just came together in such a perfect way that had very little hiccups in it. Uh, for being such a, a, a thrown together thing so quickly. In fact, so my goal going forward is to pro probably host one of these at least once a year in, in a big, you know, two day long format. But I'm thinking even about doing some niching ones just like, okay, so this is like four or six or eight hours, but it's just for like podcast editing. It's just for monetization it's just for social media it's just for like like those types of things and maybe doing it like once a month and and doing you know again four five six hours not like nine <laughs> two days nine hours back to back um, though I will say it, I was a lot less tired after doing the online event because I didn't have to like run to the front of the room, run to the back of the room, run to the front of the room, go and talk to this person out in the back, have this conversation, run all the way around the other side of the building and then come back and like set things up. And then at the end of the day, break everything down and get it into the car and, and then talk with people for eight more, you know, eight more hours into the night. And 
so it was it was actually kind of refreshing afterwards. Well, I want to I want to unpack that today, and that's one of the things that I think that we should definitely talk about is the way that we put our events together. Because I did not have that same experience, Joe. In actual fact, it took us longer to set up for our virtual event than it does for an in person event, uh, and I was actually more tired. So I think that what's really going to be great about this conversation is to help people understand the different types of events that that we have and also I want people to really understand and it's really great that you brought it up Joe is when we're talking about these events start to think about what is the strategy like why are you doing it what is the end goal as to which strategy you, you choose or which event you choose because it's not just random we have to decide what is the outcome and then, you know, why are we actually doing this so we can put the right event in the right hole, I guess. Yeah. And how, and how to deploy it, right? Because, like, if I wanted to grow my email list, then doing it the way I did it probably wasn't the, the easiest way to collect an email address versus, like, hey, you got to go to the Zoom chat. Huh. Gotta, unless, you know. unless you asked a question to get into the Facebook group so of what's your email address. I need to add that. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is We should I have spoken. <laughs> you know, I, I, somebody said that at PodFest, and I was like, oh, that's really – I didn't realize I could do that. And, like, mm. I, I'm like, I should do that. Um, and I will, and I will. I'll get around to doing it. I just, to me, it wasn't the the number one goal. Was like, I just, I want the group to grow so that we can, because there's there's something to be said for like when you get to a certain point of members, more people are going to see that and be like, oh, I got to be in that group. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of mm -hmm. like a social proof. So I was like, let's just worry about growing the group, growing that, and and I'll I'll get the emails and all that, and we'll we'll get there and and like i said maybe in the future I'll, the niche ones maybe i'll start doing email collection but it was a lot easier for people to get behind as well and and i will say this the at the last minute i did decide to also stream to youtube at the same time and i put it on the the landing page the indiepodcast.com/virtual i put it on the landing page so you didn't have to necessarily join the group to watch the video the day of but the groups can still continue to grow regardless. Maybe it didn't grow as fast. I'm not sure, but I'm still happy with the growth that I got out of it. So, mm. you know, I just wanted because there was people inviting other people to come and watch that weren't necessarily podcasters. Mm. So mm. I don't want them to necessarily join the group either, you know, so. Can I point out something too? Yeah. Because if anybody's listening that is just completely inexperienced, they might be thinking, oh my gosh, a, you know, an eight hour long two day conference. Like I'm not going to sit and watch that. Um, but I just, so I just wanted to point, you know, cause it's so long, but I just wanted to point out that this is, was all recorded. So people can go in and, and watch the playback, right. And pick yep. and choose what they want to, what they want to watch. The advantage of tuning in live is the engagement, right. Being able to, to ask a question or comment on the content and getting feedback right back. Yes, that's absolutely. That was, you know, being able to throw up like I'm doing here, you know, to throw up the comments. I think that was a bigger part of it than I might have really given it credit for because of the fact that people were able to give their instant reactions because you don't have that like, that's great, <laughs> you know, that's a great idea without saying it. But like in the chat, they're like, this is hilarious or like blah, blah, blah. Or I, so you were like my spirit animal was one of the comments. So I was able to like throw that up on the screen 
And even though the speaker might not have seen it at the time, it's like instant feedback and everybody it's like everybody could see what everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it's so much it's such a different dynamic than sitting in a chair and expecting like, you know, no one can say anything until the end when you're like yeah, yeah. you know, clapping at the end. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we start off Jennifer with your event because I think that your event is probably a really great place to start Mm. for anyone that's not run a virtual event. Can you talk us through what your event was, who it was for and actually start off with the strategy of why you chose that platform or or that type of event? Yeah, so we're talking about the pivot party which I'm fresh off of because we we just had it. When was it? Monday, yesterday. <laughs> time is flying. I cannot keep track of time anymore. It's so weird. Oh, I know. Everything's just sort of running together. The days are weird. Um, so we called it the Pivot Party. Again, um, it was co-hosted by Mary Sue Dayhill of Work Smarter Digital. She always jo- uh, typically joins us here and she's in the chat now. So we also together started a group called Small Business Owners versus the pandemic. And that group has been growing. It's uh, it's pretty robust in its engagement. And we were thinking about things that could benefit, you know, content that would benefit the group, um, ways to take them outside of the group and engage in different ways. So we thought about a pivot party as opposed to a pity party, keeping people in the same mindset that we want to maintain in the group. So we invited people um, to join us on Zoom through Calendly so we could collect the email addresses and they had to register for the event. And we recorded, um, actually we didn't record it. We just, uh, we did it live on Zoom for those registered attendees. Uh, We had a slide presentation and then we used the breakout rooms to do what I called a yes and brainstorming session using fundamentals that I have learned from my years in improv and translating them into the business world, which they're, they translate very easily and very effectively. And then we came back after 15 minutes, uh, we came, we were there rooms of uh, three to four people. And we came back after 15 minutes and did an opportunities roundtable. So taking the things that came out of that brain, the brainstorming sessions to share how um, the pandemic, although on the surface seems like a very challenging time for business, how we can reframe that into opportunities. And some great things came out of that. You know, it's opportunities to restructure contracts, opportunities to add a revenue stream, that sort of thing. So so that was really great. I, I made two mistakes. Oh, one was I didn't have a call to action. <laughs> Very soon, I didn't even think about it. We didn't have a, a call to action. It, it went really well, and I think it was great. The second mistake is I didn't pre-think how we could have follow-up events, like more like the same or similar format, but with different topics and subject matter. But it immediately became obvious that we could do this again. And it was a great format that could be a great template for future subjects. So we're already like, you know, we're going to have a call to action on the next one. Um, But I wish we had, we had realized that it could be a series because then we could have used that one to promote the next one and, and really built on it more effectively. So Two mistakes, but that's okay. That's okay. And those people have come from the Facebook group anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not really a problem because okay. anyone that knew about your pivot party is in that Facebook group anyway because yeah. I got FOMO. I woke up and went, ah, 
I was because I was trying to work out the time and I was like, oh, that's at 5 a.m. I thought I could oh. set my alarm. And then, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> it would have been so much fun to have you. But yeah, that, that was ours. And I had a great time. I was so nervous, guys. I can't even tell really? you. I was wow. super nervous because you know, having the host controls, Joe's great at this. He can multitask, but I'm really bad at multitasking. So we had the chat and the chat in Zoom is not, you have to like actually click on it, like to activate it and it closes mm -hmm. itself. And, and there's just like a tiny little icon. So I would notice the chat, like had a little icon and there was somebody in the chat, but I don't, I didn't know if I like noticed it right away, how long they were sitting there. And then I hadn't used the breakout rooms before. So I was a little nervous about that. And, you know, just anytime you do something new and you're in front of an audience, I'd never had so many people in a virtual event before. So it was just new experience nerves, but it ended I was up being a lot of fun. It's a, it's a whole different skill set, keeping 20 people engaged on the screen to keeping 20 people engaged in the room. It's yeah. a lot more challenging. Challenging, but yeah. it's totally doable. Well done, Jen. I think it yeah, sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'm and I, so sorry yeah. I missed it. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully next time when we reschedule the next one, I'll let you guys know and you can join us and absolutely you'll see how how we our lessons learned are incorporated. Into I think it's I think it's great to share the lessons learned. It helps everyone, and no one's perfect. Awesome. No. Well done. Thank so, you. So, Sam, what what issues did you run into? Do you even know how to describe those issues? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. How about I use the same format that Jen used? So the strategy behind my event was it was a, it was already an intensive that was for my clients. They were meant to be flying in from all over Australia. We were meant to be meeting and doing a two-day learning intensive. As you said, five days before, so on five days notice, I had to, to pivot that to a virtual event. And I wanted to make sure that the event wasn't like the way we're sitting here and just sitting on Zoom. I wanted to make it like they were still live at the event. Mm -hmm. So there was no, there was nothing that I could find around how to do this. So I was completely making it up as I went along. What we did was set up this room exactly like we would the stage. We still had the banners. We still had the lights. I presented standing up exactly how I would on stage. I wasn't mm -hmm. sitting down and it was exactly how we would be in, in the room. I had two monitors so that I could see everyone because we had more than 20 people. And I also had one of my staff members in the Philippines that was controlling some of it. And I also had Leon in a separate office that also had two screens. So exactly what you were saying, Jennifer, it's very hard to present and organize breakout rooms and see the chat and let people in if they've left the if they've left the meeting. Right. So I had uh, Leon looking after the music because we had music in the breaks exactly like a normal event. So he organized the music. Uh, he was also reading out the chat. So this is the way that we interacted and engaged with our uh, with the people better is that they would put things in. Leon would come on and we would banter. We would we would go. He would read out the questions. People would come off mute and we would talk exactly how it would happen in a normal event. So you know, as the speaker, you don't want to just be standing there speaking. So there was a lot of interaction. There was still um, a lot of banter. We did use the breakout rooms exactly like you did, Jen, where at the end of every session, people would go off into the breakout rooms they would discuss their main takeaways or different ways they could apply those principles and they would come in and share it in the room exactly how we would in a live event uh, we still had the speakers that one I think I need to happen a bit 
more cleanly and haven't figured that bit out. But the I'm really glad that I had two people to help me organise everything that was happening because that was definitely needed. I'm very glad that I ran it as a live event, not as just sitting here chatting. My mistakes, and, and just to give context to this, the event was called The Business Lab because everything I do and teach my clients is we need to experiment, right? There's never, a, you know, there's a lot of things that, that we do in business that's the right way to do them, but everyone has different applications of how they use those principles. So I'm always saying to my clients, you know, we need to experiment, try it on for size. It might work, it might not. So right at the beginning of the event, I actually said to my clients like, this is the first time I've run an event. Let's experiment together. So we did lots of experiments like, you know, clapping for the speakers. Well, when we were sitting down clapping, it felt really weird. But when we welcomed a new speaker in and we all stood up and clapped, it felt really good because there was energy and there was movement. Mm -hmm. So we took that takeaway. Um, mistakes were running sessions that went over 45 minutes. So in a live event, I would run a 90-minute session and have, you know, half-hour breaks or an hour for lunch, and that was just too too much. The sessions were too long in front of a computer and this, the breaks were too long where people, they lost that connection to the, yeah. to the event. Mm -hmm. So what we did was ran 45-minute sessions with a lot more breaks. We only did a half-hour lunch break. And I also encouraged people to eat their lunch at the computer and have, like I'm going to put in air quotes, hallway chats, just like we would at a normal event. And what ended up happening was that people were just going and getting a drink or food and bringing it back and doing collaborations exactly like we would in a in a live event so that was another learning and the third one that I was going to share has just flown out of my head so <laughs> it's just gone uh, but it was the the setup of that took us hours where it's like a lot quicker in the room for us but definitely the biggest takeaway is to run a virtual event the same way that you would run a live event and keep the engagement with your attendees up because they're sitting in front of that computer all day. And even at the end, so my favourite part of conferences is going to the bar after the conference and having fun. So we did that too. I, you know, I wished everyone a safe trip back to their kitchen and invited them if they would like to meet us in the bar that that they could. And everyone went, and I'll say everyone, I would say probably 90% of the people went and got a glass of wine or a beer and, and we all came back and stayed on for another two hours chatting. And it was fabulous. I love that. I love how so much you took such good care to translate everything over down to the <laughs> drinks in the bar. I think that's so smart. And I think I bet everybody like really got a kick out of it and appreciated it. Mm. Um, I no, realized that. Yeah. Music, you know, what, I mean, music, not like yeah. screaming at the person in front. Next yes. You can actually have a conversation. Those bar yeah. conversations can be challenging. I did think of another mistake I made. <laughs> <laughs> Or that I, something I wish I had done and I'm going to do next time. Um, I wish I had communicated to the registered attendees um, before the event, letting them know the agenda, how they could get the most out of it, what to expect. I think it would have made some elements go a little more smoothly mm. um, and taken like less explanation or if I forgot to explain something, like I forgot to mention that we were going to go into these breakout rooms for 15 minutes. So I had to like put that in the chat and hope that everybody saw it. So I think just that would help people's comfort level and help everything go more smoothly to explain exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it, why we're doing it. I wish I had communicated that in advance in retrospect. 
So mm. next time I will definitely do that. Yeah, nice. That was definitely one of my learnings. Well, actually, I, I did get it right. It was right at the beginning, explain to everyone, you go here and click this, or you can go here and click this. And when we go into a breakout room, this is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to see. This is what, yeah, just giving people context. Yeah. Oh, and Meredith, um, <laughs> I've got to love Meredith. She's a friend and my business partner at Spirit. She says, Jen, these aren't mistakes. They are opportunities to learn, learn and grow. grow. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. That's a definition of a mistake, isn't it? Um, that's true. That's true. I definitely learned and I definitely grew. Nice. And then you've done a different event again, Joe. A different event again. Yeah, so so Jen did the, the one-hour virtual. I did the two-day oh. intensive, and then yours was a little bit different again. Why don't you share what, what you did? Yeah, so it was the independent virtual podcast conference where we, like like I said, it was the idea was just to bring a bunch of speakers together, grow a group, maybe make a few bucks from sponsors and, and inspire people to, like, get get going, start their podcast or grow their podcast, learn from each other. And then we ended up with like 60 people <laughs> applied to speak. So I, I wrote in a, in the chat in our, in my team Slack, uh, like, I don't know what I should do. And I know like Amy J was like, uh, not everybody should speak. And I was like, okay, well, I, I mean, I don't want to be super, super selective. And, you know, the goal of this is to grow the group. So I, I kind of ignored the advice and was like, you know what, we're going to, I'm just going to do it. And, uh, cause I was looking at like, oh, do I, do I start at like 6am and go until like midnight to be able to fit in like 40 of the 60 speakers? Do I do that? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I should, but then better heads prevailed. I moved it out. That alone, putting the, the schedule together took about two and a half days, which I mean, it could have taken less, but I, I don't know. I kind of floundered back and forth about what I wanted to do or how I was going to handle it. I just wasn't sure what I, you know, how I was going to do it. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it. We're going to, we're just going to go two days and, and make it happen. Eight, it was 9am to like 5.30pm on Saturday and then 8am to like 630 on Sunday, you know, so the idea was like, okay, I'm going to just host it, Facebook live it. And, th and there was t technical challenges with that because so Facebook live for anyone who doesn't know will only allow you to stream eight hours continuously. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. YouTube is 12. So had I just streamed to YouTube, it would have been fine. Like I could have just did it and no big deal. But because it was a Facebook, I had the technical challenge of I need to create two parts, two two streams, schedule them in StreamYard for both days. And then I, I made them announcements in the Facebook group and I did it backwards so that the newest, you know, day one, part one was first. And then when I un it made it not an announcement, day one, part two was the next announcement. So all people had to do is refresh their, their screen in the group and get it. And then I, I like laid out the, um, what was it? So like, there's the invite your person, like invite your, your guests to StreamYard. So I got the, the invite links and I put them in a, in a note section and I made the link so I could do pretty links for them. So like in my WordPress website. So it was always like, no matter what part one, part two, you were going to be in, it was day, day one or day two, which I could have probably just did join like slash join. I should have probably just did slash join and then just updated it. So so everybody had the same link, but everybody figured it out. 
Everybody showed up about five minutes, six minutes before their talk and sat in the green room and waited. You know, when it came time to switch over to the next stream, we we did lose some people initially that took a little while to like get over to the other stream. So, so like we at our peak on Saturday was like 63 people or something were watching. And I was like, I really don't want to do this, but I have to kill this stream and move to the next one. So, so we didn't get to the you know eight hours, and then Facebook just arbitrarily cuts us off. I did it, and 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 it shot down to like forty, but then over the next like twenty minutes or so, it got it rolled back up to sixty. So you know, forty people were. I guess what it was was like there was probably twenty people that weren't actively watching or listening. They were like it was in the background or something. So they it took them a while to like get back into it. But you know, we did it. We did it twice. That's one thing that like net going forward, I I would definitely probably do like a private page and not do it in the Facebook group just so I could do YouTube and but that means everyone's got to have a YouTube account and that not everybody does. So more people have Facebook accounts. So it's or I would just limit it so that like we get done by you know within the 8 hours per day. The other thing is, oh man, it, it just flew out of my mind. That's okay, Joe. Yeah. It's happening to all of us today. So <laughs> what I was going to say though, if you're, you, you said at the beginning, your strategy is to grow your Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So I think that you need to stream it into your Facebook group. Well, yeah, with this one, it was right. Um, but going forward, it, it might not be. So I, it's tough, but like, it was great because we, people are easy, easily able to share it on Facebook. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and that, but that challenge that there's a whole nother challenge to that. So I create a watch party for my personal page, you know, so I shared the video out of the group, personal watch page, but then those comments don't show up on the sidebar over here on my right side. So then I had to like flick back and forth between those, you know, Facebook and, and the stream yard. And then we were also raising money for the CDC. We raised $525 for the CDC over the course of the two days, which is awesome. But like I had to constantly update that ticker. I had to see, I actually made a, a, a feature request into to the CEO of, of uh, StreamYard saying, could you please make a carousel for your tickers so that I could load them into a carousel and then set a, a determined amount of time before switching to the next ticker. Like the thing scrolling at the bottom here. So like I constantly was like flicking them around over and over between the sponsors to like masterminds that were that me and Sam are offering to all of the different tickers that I had like oh oh donate donate to the CDC and so there you know there was definitely some technical things and I also had two cameras set up so like you were saying Sam about how you wanted to stand up I didn't want to be sitting all day so I used uh, my desktop for my sit down in my lap upstairs office where I have my nice nicer mic than this and I used this mic on my laptop using an aura stand ori stand on top of a a folding table so that I could stand and have like my background be my turntables and all my records and everything like that for like kind of like a 50 50 thing so mm. you know but that re- that required me to understand like all these other th- like it's just a bunch of little nuances I had to like figure out before I could make it all work to put it all together and, and make it work but we did it you know we did it and uh, you know I'm really I'm really happy with the way it, it was definitely worth the time and effort for sure mm. all right mm. that, that's great I'm glad I'm glad it came through even though you had some technical like challenges I hope that didn't scare anybody away from doing a virtual event but yeah there there is like that technical stuff that you sort of have to get through so because you're glad you did it Joe and I think all three of us are glad that we did a virtual event mm-hmm. I would love to sort of go through the benefits of these events 
events to further encourage people to consider doing their own. So one of them is the ability to reach a wider audience, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have geographical limitations whatsoever, uh, like you might uh, experience in a in-person event. They're less expensive to produce, although in my research this week, I have discovered that there are some like um, like virtual reality like conf- uh, uh, yeah. platforms that can be quite expensive. But that's a whole different world. We won't go there. Mm-hmm. Typically, less expensive to produce. More hurdles than, yeah. than a plane ticket in a hotel room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Less expensive for your attendees because you don't have that overhead, like a venue cost and catering and staff, then you can pass that savings on in your ticket price. I love the flexibility of them. They can either be live and and or recorded. So you have options and how that uh, your event lives on or doesn't. It's kinder to the environment. It's always bothered me being a a conference producer, how much waste uh, happens as a result of putting on a live event. So this is just a kinder, gentler way um, to produce an event for the environment. More measurable attendee data. So you get more more data because you're able to track their behavior since everything is happening in an online environment. And it also may be easier to book high demand speakers who don't have time to commit to an in-person event. So mm. you, you open up some opportunities there. Business benefits, grow, we, you mentioned, uh, we all mentioned growing our email list. If you, a new revenue stream, Joe, you got some revenue from your mm-hmm. sponsors for your event, even though it was free for your attendees. Uh, Sam, your clients have paid you for that experience. We did a free one. That's okay. Also, it uh, we all got a chance to show up as a leader uh, in a leadership role within our community or industry. That's you know hard to put a price on that. It's very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And we all grew our professional network in the process. So mm. all of those things are extremely beneficial to grow your, your business and your influence, all things that lead to success. <laughs> absolutely you, you tied absolutely. that up nicely thank you so much <laughs> yeah beautiful and I think that that last point or the last few points are really important so if you haven't run a live event before that just pulling together um, maybe collaborating with someone like you did Jennifer with Mary Sue I've certainly done that with someone in my network Gary Edwards we run a, a weekly event called Clarity Conversations so that's very different and it's very similar to your um, pivot party in that we're bringing leaders together to to just have a conversation and get clarity on where their heads at in these crazy times and you know it's it's a really great way to start by just saying you we're jumping on live for an hour why don't you join us this is the topic and you know you can collect the email addresses you can bring them together in a facebook group whatever it is that you want to do but a great way to get going and and get your first event done because like you said earlier jennifer being able to work with a virtual group is a whole different skill set to doing it live so just get just get going so that you can start to learn those skills and it's great for collaborations and it's great to position your authority so that's why i think at least at least get going and just 
bring together people, and I suggest that everyone or would would love everyone to do it to grow their business and their authority. That's so true. And oh, and you know what else I realized after doing it is that I actually ended up with a great deal of content that I could repurpose. Yeah. So, and Joe, and I'm sure you both like uh-huh. you know, whether it's like blog post or you know social media assets, you know quotes, downloadables, guides. Uh, idea, you know, future events, you know, there's so much there just from creating this one thing. Um, it really blossoms into a lot of other different assets for your business. So I loved that. I guess if I thought about it, I would have expected it, but it just sort of, you know, happened. I was like, oh, this is a, a nice, nice a flow and effect. Yeah. yeah. Nice <laughs> effect. I, I liked that so much, so much. Um, Good work. Yeah. And and Joe, I really wanted to talk a little bit more about sponsors for these events because that is a revenue stream, just like when doing in, uh, you know, in-person events, in-person conferences, that sort of thing. You have your ticket sales, you have your sponsorship dollars and maybe merchandise. Like those are your three revenue streams typically. So, um, so you kept uh, one of those revenue streams because you, you ended up gifting this event to your attendees. So I'd like to talk a little bit about how we can incorporate sponsors into these events to make them more financially uh, viable and successful. So Joe, can you talk a little bit about how you maybe structured your sponsorship packages and how receptive your sponsors were to a Mm. virtual sponsorship as opposed to an in-person event? Yeah. So I basically took the format. So yeah, so basically I structured it the way that I structure my other, you know, the main, the live conference in September. I literally used the same thing. I just changed the the dates, the name, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. No. And I reworded some things in there, but like, here's like, here's the packages, right? So like I tried to make a a simple, like say, just say yes. Like that's what I was looking for. Right. Say yes. So $75, $150, $300, $600. Blueberry signed on right away. As soon as I sent the the thing over, they were like, "Yes, I'll take this. I'll, I'll be a title sponsor, six hundred bucks. No, no big deal. We'll cut the check. Call it a day." And I was like, "Oh, cool! I've never had a title sponsor before. I, nice. I was actually a little nervous." Um, but this these prices are so much cheaper than when I do the live events. Like the the to be a title sponsor, like you get so much more at the you know at the live events because you're getting there's just so much more for me to have to give but at the same time it's like seven thousand dollars or six thousand dollars because like it's a lot of work on my part to to put that into action so in this case you're getting you know your company logo on the on the website link to the website one mentioned in the newsletter i've given them like four links you know mentions in the newsletter so yeah. far your company mentioned throughout the event sponsorship reads at least three times in the event and then sponsor a giveaway of a product or service and then if you you know to double up the 300 you get the name you know and there was a maximum yeah. of two available honestly have I had made this three or four I probably could have done that too but then it just gets to be too much in like the scrolling ticker and the name and it just so I was like I'm gonna limit it to two sold both of those pot it was the other one that came along that came on and then spirit production music they came on board literally the day before the event towncast and audit my podcast came on I think like on Monday before like like five days prior to the event but here's the thing: custom video productions and create my voice. 
literally while the event was going on, they were messaging me to, to sponsor See? the event. So, uh, you know, uh, custom video productions. I didn't really know Frank that well, uh, at the time, but now we've, we've gotten to know each other because they, he spent two days with me, like hosting the event. Right. Yeah. So he, you know, reached out, he wanted to sponsor the event and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, cause he's like, can I? And I'm like, yeah. So then on Sunday, Chip Edwards was like, Hey, is there, is it still possible to sponsor? I was like, yes, I will take that money. Let's make it happen. I gave him a discounted rate and he took the, uh, the $300 package, uh, off with a discount to it like i think that's great i love that the that you structured it very simply and like you went at it as i just want you to say yes and you got those yeses i will tell you i dipped in and out of your uh, conference this weekend and i knew who your sponsors were there were different types of touch points like an in-person event you might have a vendor table or maybe some signage in the event you might, have some, you might have something in a swag bag but i knew i knew who your title sponsor was before before the conference, you did a good job of putting Blueberry's name out there. I saw your sponsors mentioned multiple times. I knew who your sponsors were. And it even got me thinking, as a business owner, I want to look into opportunities to to sponsor a virt virtual events as a business this weekend, because I think it's a really great opportunity to get in front of an audience. And I suspect just like ticket prices for virtual events are a little uh, gentler on the pocketbook, my guess is sponsorship pricing. That's going to be the same rule is going to apply there. And I can get in front of my ideal audience by sponsoring a virtual event. So mm. I'm totally putting that on my to-do list this week. Yeah, uh, the, you know, the question was one of the one of them questioned, like, how many people are you expecting to, you know, watch or, you know, be a part? And I was like, I mean, we have almost like 800 people in the group and it's growing rapidly. By that point on Friday, we were we, we were looking like we were going to cross the thousand mark. We crossed a thousand before we even started the event. Like right after we started the event, we crossed a thousand people. So I was like, OK, well, if we have just 10 percent of those people, I'm thinking between 50 to 100 people you know, watching consistently. And that's, that's like literally what we hit it, you know, between 40 and 60 people both days by the end, by Sunday afternoon, we were down to about 30, 35 people, but you know, even still like, I mean, they hung in there for, and that's not counting the replay. I mean, you've got evergreen content. Exactly. exactly. So that video, all that video content, right? So you can watch it for free right now, right on the website, right? Watch it right now. It's already been added to the MapCon one through four bundle. So so that's going to become the MapCon lifetime bundle and MapCon 5 will be at like MapCon 5 virtual ticket, which is a separate ticket right now, which sells for, I don't even know what it sells for. My point being is, is that ticket is going to get added to the lifetime bundle. And I put it on sale right during this conference. I'm probably going to keep it on sale while we're going through this pandemic, 66% off. So instead of 99 bucks, it's 33 bucks and people bought it. <laughs> like, mm. so you're getting, I think it's, we're up to like 40 some hours now with these added hours to the bundle but like yeah was it 40 for over 44 hours of content for 99 bucks or if you use virtual the promo code you'll get 66 percent off so for 33 bucks you're getting 44 hours worth of content sounds like, like a bargain cool to that, me right? yeah i'm not trying to pitch cool. but like That's seriously okay, like though. It's okay. <laughs> it's we, we want you to pitch. We want you to get. We want you to get more uh, more sales. Exactly, but it's, it's a it's about repurposing. If like, you're spending all of that time doing, you know, putting all of that together, 
you want to be able to use it in different ways. I think that's super smart. Yeah. So I was not expecting sponsors to reach out. In fact, I was actually kind of down on myself because I felt like I didn't do enough to reach out to more sponsors because I honestly, I really didn't because I was so busy trying to like, okay, I got to get all the technical aspects working. I got to get, you know, all, all the, the speakers and I got to make sure they're all on the same page because some people didn't receive their emails. And then some people were like, I didn't receive the email, but then they they went back and, oh, I did receive the email. I just have 20,000 emails in my inbox and I, you know. Well, that, you make a good, a, actually a good point, Joe, because I'm considering a virtual conference for my first year of Podcast Inc. If this mm. pandemic uh, doesn't like give us a clear go ahead and I can't confidently produce it in person and feel like everybody's going to be 100% safe. So... I, when I was thinking through that scenario, I was thinking, you know, I still need a team, like mm -hmm. a team for this event, even though it's not in person and I don't need people checking people, attendees in at a check-in desk, um, I'm still going to have needs like the, the, all those things you just mentioned, you know, the emailing and communication with attendees, email and communication with speakers, uh, chat and engagement moderation, social media marketing, email marketing. I mean, all of these tasks are, you know, it, it's an enormous undertaking for one person. And I, it's an enormous undertaking for you, Joe, that did it in 10 days. Hats off to you. I could Thank absolutely you. never in a gazillion years did we do what you do or want to do it. Well, I can uh, help you do that. I can help. I can help build you up to make you able to be able to do that. I, I don't want to do it. But I mean, I would rather have people helping me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the point. Get the help. I would rather have a team. It would, you know, the end product will be much better if I have people involved. But, um, but yeah, so that's something to think about. Depending on the type of event, like if you're putting on a webinar or something that Mary Sue and I did, which is just a, a one-hour twist on a networking event, you probably don't need a whole team, right? But, but if you do something more complex, like what you did, Joe, then you probably, you know, in an ideal setting, want to maybe or might have to come yeah. September, and that's yeah. why I wanted to talk. I got to talk to Sam about how. She she did her because I've never used Zoom uh, outside of being like a guest on it. So like that's something that I'm going to look into doing if if we have to go virtual for September is is doing, you know, rooms for people to be able to go and network and, and that kind of thing. Plus, it'll put it behind like a paywall and not limit it to eight hours. Eight yeah, hours exactly. Of, right. of live streaming. <laughs> totally. So totally. Was there any any other things we wanted to wrap up with that so that we have a little bit of time to talk about two other things or three other Let's things? Let's see. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, the only thing I'll mention is in my research, I came across a, a couple of companies that provide virtual swag for virtual events. Oh. And it works, it seems to work a lot like a, your traditional swag bag in the sense that, you know, you get spot, you know, branded items. There's sponsorship opportunities. There's pretty complex, the couple of companies that are, that are doing it. But I will also say that for those of us doing you know, boutique style conferences, I think we're priced out of that service, but um, mm -hmm. they seem to be quite expensive and catering to larger, larger events, larger virtual events, like in the corporate sectors. But I thought it was interesting. I, I think you could still do that. Like, I think you could maybe make up your own, you know, there are a lot of digital gift cards and digital gifting uh, services that you uh, might be able to. I was going to ask, like, you know, what are you together. putting in there? Like, yeah, yeah. 
like yeah, cause, custom cause it, skins for my Counter Strike guns or well, something. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, I <don't... laughs> well, I know you can. I know you can brand like gift cards. Like uh, I think there, like a Visa gift card, something like that. Um, there may be other opportunities where you can actually put a brand, like maybe a sponsor brand on something like that. And that could be the the gifted swag. I don't know. I haven't completely thought it through. I just think I just spotted opportunity. Mm. I spotted yes. opportunity. Good work. Uh, do we have a an article? One cool thing or uh, a uh, grind my gears? Anybody? Well, I wanted to talk about this article real, real, real quick about how McDonald's made a menu change that nobody could have predicted a year ago. And it was basically about how they've gotten rid of their breakfast all day because that was like a big thing when they were like, oh, we're doing breakfast all day, basically, and talking about like simplify your production. And and it has to do with like the fact that they just didn't want people to... Well, I, actually, one of the, the interesting, the most interesting thing out of it isn't even necessarily coronavirus related. It was that people were buying cheaper items later in the day. People that used to wake up in the morning and buy like the cheap breakfast items were now coming in later in the day and buy cheap, cheap items. So it was kind of throwing off their revenue, uh, I guess, like their like their statistics but it's just really it was just really really interesting we can just throw it in the uh in the chat so you can read through all of it but i i just wanted to point out yeah. that it was a, a really neat idea about streamlining your production uh so that you can um effectively continue to still be in business while de- dealing with uh the coronavirus mm. it's de- de- we definitely need to be simplifying right now definitely yeah. something that we all need to be looking at yeah, if you can put, I always say, but put tremendous focus on the things that are actually producing revenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else can be scrapped, particularly in times like this, because they're probably, you know, maybe even costing you money to include in your mm-hmm. in your items that you're selling. Your Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I have a grab my gears. If you thank gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We so, can't wait to hear it, so Jen. You just don't want to be the only one, Jen. I, I, I have one, and I don't know if it's controversial, but it, you know, I like, to, I like to keep them a little controversial. <laughs> Mine might be. So uh, during the conference, uh, I had uh, a couple of people who decided that they were going to curse through their entire segment, uh, dropping lots of F-bombs. And at the time, like, I didn't realize what was going Like, I didn't realize the impact that that was having until later when I got messages from somebody that was pointing out the fact that like they did not appreciate that at all mm. and uh I, you know at the time I, I was thinking like okay we're I, I wasn't thinking like oh we're going out to facebook and you don't know who's listening who has their laptop just like sitting in the kitchen and like playing while they're not really paying attention but like kids are around and i mean even even my own daughter was sitting in the chair right before that all started happening fortunately she left the room right before that started happening so yeah to me it's it's really important to uh like i get it like if you curse on your platform like that's that's on you right but to curse on somebody else's platform is it's just it just seems kind of really rude no it's it's beyond rude it's unprofessional it's unprofessional i mean i love a good f-bomb dropped here and there but i guarantee if anybody booked me to speak i would never i would never think about dropping a curse word Mm. in a professional presentation in front of an audience that can be from you know a lot of you know it's not being inclusive whatsoever Mm. it has nothing to do with being prudish or who you are as a person or being authentic 
Um, honestly, Joe, I think, you know, that's one of the downsides of putting something together so quickly is you probably mm. didn't have time to vet your speakers as thoroughly. Well, I did. I, I knew who the speaker was and I know he that he cursed, but I just thought that maybe he would have enough would like respect out of mm. the, the platform. Because here's the other thing, right? When you're I'd be in a so room, mad. I'd be so mad. Well, I, mm. at the time I was I didn't I didn't think of, I wasn't thinking about it because nobody in the chat was talking about it being bad or negative mm -hmm. right and that's and that was the thing like that's the only thing i had to go off of at the time sitting at my desk so i you know it, when you're in a room full of consenting adults like somebody starts cursing like like mary sue says i curse but i hate that from speakers mm. like you can see the reactions on people's faces and if you choose to continue well those people could just get up and walk out of the room and the only people that are going to hear you is in that room but in this case we didn't know who was in the room right this mm. isn't even if it was registered speaker, like or registered attendees, like they could right. still be sitting at their de at their yeah. table or something, mm. watching, and it's just blaring everywhere. So mm. it, it really, it, you know, it wasn't until after I read the messages from from the person who who chose to speak up and send something to me that I, you know, it really it really bothered me, and not because them they you know they can choose to do what they want right i'm not mad at the person that's why i'm not saying their name or anything like that but I, i'm mad at myself for not being in the, strong enough of a leader in the moment to recognize what was going on and and say you know what i don't care how big of a platform you have i don't care how many right. subscribers or how mm -hmm. often you get featured in wherever like this isn't okay right this isn't the off the cuff right slip or or something that you just you know or phrase that can be taken right. out of context it wasn't like a simple damn or you know like a, yeah, a, less, a more was, gentler curse word it was pretty yeah yeah i you know i tell you at dc podfest we have like speaker guidelines and that's one of them you know like don't talk about your politics religion and you know rated g or pg maybe <laughs> but um but yeah because you never know like you don't want to assume like you it probably didn't occur to you joe because you never would do that like you wouldn't think about cursing during a presentation so it's really easy no. to just not be able to imagine other people you know doing that but yeah i think that's a, a really legitimate grind your gears i think it's <laughs> mm. and I, I think that that learning that we can all take on is that we do you know i don't know what i would have done in that position either joe because there's that shock where you're like what do i what do i do now yeah. But I think that that takeaway that we have to step into our leadership and rein things in and make sure that we look after our audience is a really great takeaway. And I think thank you for sharing it because there's something in there for all of us. Oh, well, thank you. And and the next day I, I chose to apologize on the stream because, well, because I had to fill time because one of my speakers was not able to make it. Uh, she was not feeling well. And, and emailed me and you know i i wanted to try to at least point out the fact that like hey i recognize that i didn't do my due diligence in in being a leader of the group and 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 standing up for what was presumably right so mm, mm. yeah so it, it, it happens right it happens yeah. to the best of us and because yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you're you feel like if i say something am i the am i be, do i become the bad guy in the situation right mm. and 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 in hindsight no right no but in the moment it's tough know, at the top it is tough like, at you, the top. you use the mute button and then slide them into the green room and say hey you know no cussing go back i could i should have i could have i could have muted him i could have muted him. i probably should have beeped him i mean, a zoom or like stream yard and it doesn't have like a, a, a 
Yeah, like I'm like, boop. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe, that's tough. But you know, I know every conference organizer, there's always like one speaker every year that does something unpredictable that you're not comfortable with. And you just, you know, you can't undo it. And you just don't book them again. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you add another like speaker, another thing in your speaker guidelines to cover that situation <laughs> in case it ever happens again. So I completely sympathize with you. We are past nine o'clock. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna save my grind my gears for another time. It'll still be there. This was fun. And I we are it. hanging um, off the edge of our seat to hear it next week. Yes, Jennifer. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to it. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you all have a great, safe week. And and I don't have the topic written down for next week. We will put that up as soon as we get as soon as we get it for next week's video well it's, it's because every every week is like a year you can't plan a year out what your topics it's are it's so true we There's never know what's going to happen and we so don't want to be tone deaf we don't be insensitive so exactly. we are flying by the seat of our pandemic pants right now <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, this is not business as usual and uh yeah I just, thank you everybody for taking the time to watch i hope again you're, you're you and your family are safe uh, and have plenty of supplies, plenty of toilet paper, and because uh, <laughs> there's nothing else that's important during this time. Uh, you know, take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye.